0: And we are absolutely recording live right here in the studios of Cumulus Media, right here on Victory Park Way or Street or whatever this is, Nicole. <laughs> you know better than me. <laughs> uh, we are 3090
1: Olive Street.
0: There, thank you. Thank you. Not Victory Park. We're across from Victory Park. Just to say hello, everyone. I am your podcast guy, Cedric. All right, along with my wonderful co host. What is your name again?
1: Uh, my name is Nikki Gaby. Oh my God, I don't want to say that. We'll have to scratch that out. My name <laughs> Nikki. No, Ew, that's so awful. Ooh, good name, Nikki. I don't like being called Nikki. Um, Nicole Gaby, but y'all can call me Hooey. Hooey.
0: Hooey. Okay, I like that. That's good. Who it is. Who it is. Who you see it? See it who you, I don't know. We'll figure it out.
1: Right now, we're just the nameless show. So, <laughs>
0: we are the nameless show. I like it. Pinning that one. Anyway. <laughs> now that we've introduced ourselves. So, Nicole, I guess I'm going to ask, who are you, Hui? Who are you, Hui?
1: Well, I'm glad you asked. Um, well, as you know, we work here um, at Cumulus Media. Um, I've been here for about, I think, a little over a year and a half or so. Uh, love mm-hmm. Dallas. Love everything about the DFW area. Live here in Dallas. Um, got married recently to Love My Life, Joshua Gaby. Shout out uh, but yeah, just working here for the promotions team on the sports side, so definitely has a lot to do with why we're doing the podcast today. So but yeah, what about you, Sed?
0: Cool. Uh, so yeah, I'm Cedric. I am from East Texas, but by way of New York these days, I'm just back in Dallas, trying to get this radio career thing off the ground, moving forward. I uh, grew up in a small town called d and Marshall, I guess you can call it. And then ended up moving back to Dallas when I was a high school senior. Really didn't want to move back here. But I did it anyway. And from that point on, uh, I think I joined uh, the Navy right after that. I'll go into depth more in the future. But, hey, that's just a little something for you guys.
1: So, wait, where do you live right now? (laughs) (laughs) All
0: right. So, right now, I uh, live right here in Dallas. I stay in Oak Cliff, actually. What, what? Mm-hmm. Oak oh, Cliff, it is. It's all right. I mean, it's nice over there. My my grandmother lives there, and I stay with my grandmother as a caregiver, and therefore just kind of make sure that she gets fed, make sure she's petty when she wants to be, and yeah. just let her cuss me a sad drag or get me some water. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's sweet, though.
0: It is. I, I, I love her. She crazes all that. She's 96 years old, too, by the way.
1: 96?
0: 96 years old.
1: Oh, my Isn't goodness. Isn't that amazing?
0: She was born 19, October something. I'm not going to tell everybody when my girl was actually born. But it was uh, <laughs> October something in 1923, actually.
1: Oh, I was like, they'll figure it out because they said, she's yeah. said she was 96. Or you said she was 96. Yeah. She was born 23,
0: 1923. She'll be coming up on her 100th very soon. And I'm pretty sure she's going to make it. I mean, everybody. Yo, when you got that amount of pettiness in your blood, yeah, <laughs> you're going to make it.
1: 100, hundred, four more years.
0: I say a hundred. Yep. I see it. She's going to make that.
1: That's awesome. So where do you, where do you work? Do we work together? Do we not work together? Oh what? my
0: bad. You know what? I'm still a little sick, but I'm going to make it through this thing. <laughs> Yo, I forgot to say, um, I am a little sick. I did. Yo. Okay. So this kind of segues into what I do. So I am a board. Op- I am a board operator right here at Cumulus for the radio station. 1310, the ticket. And the other night, I went to go relieve one of the board ops, uh, and before I walked in, I was totally fine. Everything was okay. And then the board op left. As soon as they left, my nose instantly started tickling, and I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Oh. no! Oh, no. I have not had a cold in a year. This is way out of line. Who Do you get allergies me- ever? No, I have never had allergies.
1: Same until this year, and then they hit no. me hard.
0: No, I, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. <laughs> I will not be told that I have allergies because a lot of people like to say that, but it I'll is what it is me, you know, I'll so, take a piece of that for sure. And, uh, so when the board op left, I just really felt it and my nose, just would not stop running when my nose continuously ran. I knew right then and there, you left me. A horrible gift i will never forgive you for that you know who you are you know who you are anyway. <laughs> so yeah when you hear this podcast you gonna know who you are no nah, you won't know who you are because it doesn't matter but um, uh, he'll
1: know oh uh, yeah
0: they'll know
1: oh
0: they will know <laughs> but anyway um so back to you nicole um so just kind of getting around about uh what is it that you see yourself? Since you said you do work here as uh, uh, a couple of assistants, because actually you're like a you're like a um, a Jill of all trades here. Actually, I've seen you work in a lot of different yeah. facets around here. So give us some of the details of what you actually do.
1: So in promotions, basically what you do is they we have a promotions coordinator and a director, and then they have kind yeah. of a promotions team where they have events for all the all the talent and all the, all the different shows here at the station. And then they'll send out a promotions team to kind of mix and mingle with the listeners, draw for prizes, um, just kind of interact with the crowd, kind of get them excited about the talent and the different shows that are coming out. We're out there for a couple of hours. Um, we start off with just taking the station vehicle, pack it up. I mean, we go out there for a couple of hours, hang out with the talent, mix and mingle with listeners, like I said. Word. And then... I mean, literally get back in, get back in the station vehicle, wrap it up and then just come back here and literally start all over the next day. Every, every day, every event is super different. Um, I definitely have a lot of stories that, you know, later once we kind of dig in deeper that are really funny that I'll tell you about, but also they have started letting me kind of be up here in the offices. So now I prepare all the memos that go out with those promotions teams, um, do a lot of ticket stuff, all the the text to win tickets, get rid of all of that, prepare all the bins that go out with the promotions team. So kind of just do all the behind-the-scenes stuff that nobody really gets to see um, just to prepare the teams to, to be able to go out.
0: That's what's up. Uh, so kind of to go a little bit into depth with that, not as far as that, but when you're at these events, do you think you're, like, interactive with a whole bunch of people that come out? Do you, like, go up and speak to them?
1: I think it just depends like I like I try to be but not at every event is as is as you know lively you know, it's not all a, you know lively group of people every single time that you go. Like when you and I had worked the the event over over at Apogee. I mean, the Muser shifts is like five thirty a.m. So obviously, not a lot of people are going to be there. But I think that getting to work with you, getting to work with Kindle always makes it extremely fun. Yeah. But then you also have events that the Hardline event that we worked. I can't even recall what bar it was, but I mean, it was alive and well and popping and everybody wants to come up and chat and say hello and you know everybody I feel like over at the ticket they're like a super huge yeah. they're they're like family you know yeah. what I mean like they've been yeah. on for like 25 years it's a it's a huge deal to them and so a lot of people that do come out to those events are repeat yeah. eventers
0: yeah i will say i will add to that you're right there are a lot of people that shoot out to these ticket events i had no idea that they were so big cuz to be honest with you since i feel like a uh, I do feel like a Dallas implant. Like I don't really, I never lived, lived here. Mm -hmm. So when I moved up here, like my junior, senior year, I was only here for kind of a year and a half. So I didn't really get to venture out into Dallas. Like everyone who's been here for more than five years. Yeah, yeah. So for me, it's just kind of like, Uh, I know the bus system a little bit. I know which bus I need to get on. I know which bus to get me to school and to get me back home. That was like it. But now that I'm back here, um, my other job as an Uber driver, we'll go ahead and add that real quick. I don't need to explain it. (laughs) Self-explanatory. You don't
1: need to defend yourself.
0: I don't. So when I kind of drive around, I learn a little bit of the terrain. Like I know a lot about 75. I know 45. I know a little bit about 20. But I know a whole lot about 75 now more than ever. So that's about all I really learned. So that's that's kind of how I get to see Dallas. I just get to pick up people and take them all over the place. But back to the thing that I was talking about with the ticket, it got me to learn a lot about the area because what yeah. we end up doing is we drive around a lot of different locations and places and we meet all of these different people. Now, a lot of folks don't think a lot of folks do not think that this is cool, but I do. You know, I really enjoy – some of these events, some of these events are very sketchy that they send us to. <laughs> um, and when we, okay,
1: no, now you have to stop. Tell me a time. <laughs> tell me a time. I don't um, know if it's necessarily. I feel like been. I don't know if it, if you're talking about being with a ticket, yeah. or with a different, oh, area going to a I don't know a cell phone situation.
0: Well, yeah, a situation. We'll get back to that later. <laughs> anyway, so uh, I have worked with I believe every single radio station that is here. So. There are seven radio stations. I'll name two, you name two, I'll name two, and then you name the last one. So the two that I know that I've worked with a lot are uh, KLIF 570 and WBAP 820. How about you, Nicole? What are two that you've worked with?
1: Um, the ones that I was hoping to come here working with, which luckily I do, is uh, for the ticket and then for ESPN Radio.
0: Cool. And two that I have, the other two that I've worked with for our KSCS and 99.5 The Wolf. Die. I have not worked a lot of those events, mm-hmm. but I have worked a few. And what was the other one that you, have you worked that one?
1: Uh Hot 93.3.
0: Yes. Have you worked a 93.3? I event have worked
1: before? one Hot 93.3
0: event. I figured that. In my head, I was telling myself, I have never seen Nicole in a Hot 93.3 shirt. Not ever. Not once. Have It's I folded
1: I up it. in my closet. And yes. I don't think I'm, I don't know if I'm pulling it out anytime I've, soon
0: you i don't think i have worn a hot shirt in a hot minute uh yes but other than that um with those stations that we do kind of overall work with work for however you want to call that i have seen some very questionable characters as my co-host nicole would call them characters um we're gonna start making a comic book based off of these people and just start giving them superhero names anyway some of the events that I've been to were absolutely enthralling. Some of them were act uh very active. They were very uh energetic, explosive. And some of them 100% cricket juice. Yeah. I'm talking absolute chirps all around. Maybe maybe two people show up to an event or we'll just be sitting out there looking like little cracking ducks just waiting waiting for a breadcrumb or something
1: well sometimes i don't even i i feel like i used to feel bad now i feel like i mean i don't think the talent really like minds as much obviously they want yeah. people to come out enjoy enjoy the show and definitely enjoy what they do but i feel really awkward at the appearances right when we don't get a lot of people show up
0: Absolutely. i'm like
1: granted i'm like once again i'm like i don't think that they care i'm like look y'all are getting paid yep um you, just for being here just two or three hours but then it's like they're sitting here with the promo team and i'm like hey who are you yeah and they're like, wait, what? Because that's what's the tough thing about radio is that you can't, it's hard to put a, nobody sees your face. Yeah. No one sees your face. So it's hard to put, to connect with that person and to put a face to a name when you never see them.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. But I think that's also the, that's one of the things where people truly love about radio is yeah. when they actually do get to meet their, uh I guess you can say so, so-called hero or whatever most folks do. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of that, oh, I feel so comfortable now knowing you personally because I listen to your show all the time. And I think a lot of us in radio, we want to create that rapport and that that kind of uh, familial connection because I know that's why I got in radio. So on that note, we're going to go into that. What is it that your goals have sound for you? Like what do you truly want to do? And ultimately, this is also in the entertainment industry. So for you personally, Nicole, what is your goal as far as being in the entertainment industry?
1: Well, I actually, so I just recently graduated with my master's in journalism and the, the goal and kind of still really is the goal is to go into sports broadcast television yep. specifically, okay. but I'm learning having been here at the station because honestly, when I took the job here at the station, I did have a mentor who worked for another station, radio station and said, look, like you may not like radio, but give it a shot. I did yeah. not want anything to do with radio and I wanted to do television. And you know what? I got into radio and now he's doing this. It's his full time gig and he's like super successful at it. And so I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm going to try it out. You know, really like the stations that are here. Um, uh. But so my goals, I'm like, I really want to be, I would love to be a sideline reporter for the NFL. Sweet. And that like makes me nervous to say out loud because I know that that's super, that's very, I feel like we're seeing a lot of, there's a lot of like incredible, amazing sideline reporters and it's a lot harder than what people try to make it out to be. But I definitely am like broadening my, my scope now because I'm like, you know what? I do like pop culture. I do like entertainment along with sports. So I'm like, you know what? And I love music. Yeah. You know, I love how we talked about like travel, food. There's so many things and there's so many topics and things that a person can discuss. You know, I just like, I love the hustle and bustle of the industry. There's always something going on. Everything's extremely fast paced. So although I do have that, there's something that I know that I would really love to do. That being, I would love to be a sideline reporter. I also am like, I'm keeping an open mind for other opportunities.
0: Okay. That's what's up. What about you? That's very advantageous. Uh, Just to kind of add on to your thing, I can honestly say I'm going to throw a little compliment to my co-worker here. I can totally see you as an NFL sideline reporter, period. But what, what? I Thanks. totally see that. I even, I even wrote a little note over here about that. We'll talk about that later once we get back around to this little NFL subject. Because we will be talking a little sports, a little yes. food. We'll be, ta- we'll be talking about a lot of stuff. But anyway, so the question... For me is, what do I see myself in the future? Thank you, by the way, Nicole. I appreciate it. Get <laughs> myself on a little tag right along with her. What
1: are your goals, Cedric? What do you want to do? What are your goals? Why did you get into the radio industry? Where do you see yourself?
0: So I got into this industry because this is pretty much where my heart has always been. And I will date myself since 1995 was when I really, really wanted to get into radio. It just... <laughs> hit me one day I was sitting in my room as a kid and I cut my radio on because you know it was boring honestly that day and I was listening to this hip-hop station and I heard the DJ or the talk show host whatever they call them today um and I can hear the talk show host smiling through the radio yeah and then I thought about that I said man I can sure hear him smiling and then he got relieved by a lady who was also on air and I heard her smiling during her show so I decided to observe and just listen to all of the radio stations that were on and we had those little rotary radios you know where you have to scroll the number and get the frequency right and I listened to almost every single genre you can think of alternative country rock heavy metal um, just like old classical. And you can hear, I heard the same thing out of each and every one of the talk show hosts. Every one of them was smiling and you can tell that they truly loved their job. Yeah. And I just looked at the ceiling and I started smiling myself and I said, I know exactly what I want to do for the rest of my life. And that just put into motion in my mind that put into motion what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Took me a while to get here though. That's the story for another time, Preach. but I made it. it. Took us both a while. <laughs> but I but we got here. We are we are closer to our dream, honestly, yeah. cuz since then we've made those connections and so on and so forth. I didn't plug in my education though, but I'm going to, you know, do it. All right, cool. So I I first started out um I went to ITT Tech when I was uh working my very first adult job. We'll get into that detail. Um, and it was from 2005 to 2006 and, um, at ITT tech was where I went. And at ITT tech, they had trimesters, which were pretty much nine week courses. So you did, um, like three classes that were very concentrated. They were very condensed, but they were also very full of things and their tuition was wicked expensive. So I really thought I was doing something. Like I thought I was turning burning. <laughs> <laughs> turning mean, and burning. I did. You know, I really thought I was doing something. But, you know, come to find out that, you know, ITT Tech was pretty much just a, a money pit, you know. So yeah. um, during my third trimester, it's kind of weird to say from a man, but during my third trimester at ITT Tech, um. I was running into a bunch of math issues cuz I'm not a numbers person. So math was just really busting me in the head and I had taken this one class again. I think it was uh I think it was 3D modeling because I really didn't get the grasp of it and I don't 3D think 3D modeling 3D modeling. Um it's pretty much where you went into the program and you actually created uh uh 3D objects using Lines, pixels, numbers. were you trying
1: to be like an architect or something?
0: Yeah, kind of weird, right? I was going for radio in a mo- it was one of those programs that was like a, a, a overall broad program it was called multimedia at the time. So like hopefully I was gonna get into the radio aspect of it. So when I did that, I knew I was just gonna go far mm-hmm. and um, that didn't never happen. So it never came to fruition. So that was my first um, educational background. My second came in 2013 after my second job change, yeah. which we'll also get back to that later. Um, and that started in August 23rd of 2013. I was going for my associate's degree at Jefferson Community College, JCC. Go Cannoneers all day, baby. I'm done. So, <laughs> <laughs> and when I tell you I had an amazing college experience at this college, I'm telling you, It changed my life for the better. I never got more connected. I never got more help, assistance, um, encouragement, inspiration from any place ever until I got to this college. I can drop names all day, but believe. At the end of this podcast, I will definitely be pointing out a lot of those good folks. But it was just a great experience. It took me two and a half years to get my associates because when I first went in, I went in with a, I guess, with a bad outlook on it for the sheer fact that I wanted to do something that would get me paid instead of something that I was truly loving. So I ended yeah. up um, what we call matriculating out during my second semester there. Uh, my first semester was just great. I just did all the little core classes. In my second semester, I was doing a lot of IT classes, things I knew nothing about. I failed three classes and I passed one with an a so I got one a three f's Oh gosh, and that <laughs> dropped my gpa to like 1.8 something and they wanted to put me on uh academic probation yeah. but instead they said okay so what what you can do to get out of that is either you either you either you do your either you do your appeal for that you matriculate into another program in which i was like yeah that's actually what i really want to do because this is not helping yeah and so when i got to matriculate which didn't have to have any academic probation whatsoever connected to it so i was still safe and my financial aid was still able to kick in and it happened so i was grateful for that when i tell you my college career just shot through the roof Everything started working out. Everything started clicking. All the classes that I was taking, I was back to making A's. I made a couple of B's, made a C or here or there, and everything that I just wanted to do. I took a guitar class, which that was a lot of fun. Oh, that's cool. For sure, absolutely amazing class. And I graduated December 2015. One proud moment about that was uh, our college president, Dr. McCoy, I'm go ahead and plug her right now was truly one of the most amazing college presidents that I've ever met. And we really made a bond and a very good friendship while I was at the college. And my very last year there, right when I was getting ready to gra- uh, graduate, um, she approached me, uh, instead of looking for other students to be the student speaker for graduation. So I was like, great, cool. Um, I'm very flattered. I am truly honored by that because normally in those situations, they put them through a pool and they ask a bunch of students, you know, who wants to do it. Yeah. She didn't look for that. She came directly to me and it was like, that is like such the biggest honor to certain persons at times to have something like that brought to you. So yeah, I take very much pride in that. I do have my graduation speech. It is is posted on YouTube. I loved it. Um, I wanted to show my family um, that I was the speaker, and it was great. I had an amazing graduation. And just kind of prior to that, uh, right along with this story, I was struggling with um, a a very personal issue because there was a a lady who I was with. We didn't really make it. And so when we actually separated a lot of the things that I wanted – to do really started clicking and coming together. You yeah. know, we still friends these day, but you know, we just there was no growth between us for that aspect. So my college, um, my college goals just really amplified, and I started to do all of these great things. Um, so I applied for two colleges, actually three. I applied for three colleges, which was SUNY Oswego, which is State University of New York in Oswego. I applied to SUNY Plattsburgh and I applied to Ithaca College, which is right next door to Cornell University. It's kind of interesting dynamic, but I was really—and this is a sad part, Nicole—I put all of my eggs on Ithaca. I am not kidding. I went above and beyond. They wanted. They wanted things that I didn't even have, and I was creating them things. I was really making stuff up.
1: You got to hustle, especially when it's something that you, you really want. I, I honestly have a, a bad habit of doing that, putting all my eggs in one, one basket, getting super excited super early.
0: Yep. It hurt so bad when they turned me down. Like, it was devastating. And I'll say I had got accepted to Plattsburgh right before I heard about Ethical who said that they didn't want me. So I was really hurt for like the whole day. But then a lot of good friends said, Cedric, you got accepted to a bachelor's program. So you're good. Like if nothing else happens, you are good. You still have a college to go to. So I accepted it. I grasped, um, the fact that I was going to be a Plattsburgh person. So I took that. And, uh, when I went out there, uh, Sony Plattsburgh is in Plattsburgh, New York, which is northeast, northeast of the state, and I'm talking very northeast. We are talking the fingertip. If you were to raise your arms up, we're talking <laughs> the left hand, the middle fingernail, <laughs> and it's so close to Vermont. Like I, I would ride my bicycle across the ferry just to get to uh, Burlington, Vermont, where. Bernie Sanders actually lives, which is a pretty cool thing, you know, because he would walk around the neighborhood. A lot of folks don't know that, but Bernie Sanders really does walk around Bernie when he shows up. Um,
1: I'm like, now I can't do that.
0: Nowadays? (laughs) Without being stopped. Probably not. More than likely not. But before that, you know, he really kind of was taking the steps around and he was walking. and um, So being up there, um, it was pretty cool. We were close enough to Montreal to go visit Montreal if you wanted. And just to kind of stick with the whole college thing. um, I think going into that college, it was the best two years of my life that I had ever had. Like if I had a list of top five things, that would probably be number three or number four. That was the most amazing thing that had ever happened to me. Pin that one of the top five things that has ever happened to you in your college career. So, um, That was definitely one of them because I got to learn a lot about radio um, and I was so glad. So the first day I got to go to Plattsburgh, um, I was going to do my classes. I'm going to go fill out, try to actually get the courses and I'm filling them out and I really wanted to get into this intro to radio class. Mm -hmm. This guy who was an instructor who didn't really know the instructor that I took was like, I don't know he's going to be really mad if you try to jump in this class because they're filling up and I think they're full and he won't want to take another person on. Yeah. And I'm just like, to be honest with you, I was very rebellious and I said, Oh no, I'm getting in this class. <laughs> and I, if it's the last thing I do. Yo, I did. And I put my name down. I filled it out and I put myself in that class and when I tell you, I didn't really know this guy, but his name was already like one of those names that will scare you because you're like, yo, he got one of them names. It's not like a Mr. Johnson. or <laughs> It's not like a uh, it's not like a Mr. Green. His name was Mr. Cluky. And when you look at it, you're like, ooh, we I bet you he screams and everything. He probably looks at you like you're weird.
1: Mr. Cluky. Cluky.
0: Hmm. Professor Cluky. But you know what? The one thing I learned is I took I took Mr. Kluke at least two times every semester in my whole college. Really? Every at least twice. I remember one semester I had him three times. I had him three times for one full semester. It was amazing.
1: Oh my gosh. So yeah. oh, he knows you. He knows who you are. Yeah.
0: Kluke. Clookie is the guy. Clookie is the man. Like everybody would say, if you've never taken a clookie class, take one.
1: A clookie clas- class. A class. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it was- the sandy by the seashore, like yeah. the S's thing. Clookie class. Take a
0: clookie class. Everybody does it. You know, if you're in TV video, everybody says, "Oh no, 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 you need to take a clookie class." <laughs> <laughs> they were always saying that because it was like, you know what? Of course, it's good to you know to know television and know filming and all that. But you need to round it off with a little audio. I am pretty sad that I didn't take enough TV classes. I wish I did. But I had a whole lot of fun in my program. I did get into the intro to radio. And I did really good in that intro to radio class. I got the uh, the award for best, um, best smile on air.
1: Oh. Ain't that
0: crazy, huh? I was so excited about that. Didn't know that was an award. I mean, I didn't know there were awards in his class until after, you know, he everybody got a reward for it. So I felt that my first semester there, I felt like everything in my life that I had ever worked for to get to this point was coming true. Like in college was when I said, I am going to do this. This is about this is going to happen. Yeah, like this is amazing. Um, and before I go into full on depth about that, um, we can always come back to my whole part about that. But Nicole, I really would like to know what were some of the things that you liked when you were in college. Like the five—I I said, I think I said the five things, but we'll get to that. But let's point out what was the most interesting year. It doesn't matter what time of college you went. What was the most interesting time for you when you were in school? Like, what was the most fun, I guess? I, I guess.
1: definitely had a lot more fun, which is shocking, doing my master's than I did my bachelor's. I, I I did my bachelor's from 2009 to 2013, and I did, like, a very untraditional route. Everyone who I feel like goes and gets a master's in journalism has already a bachelor's in journalism, or at least in communications, where I got my um my bachelor's in fashion merchandising. I was hoping at that time to do, still to work in sports, but do product development. And, I, but the entire time I really wanted to be, I, I had always really wanted to to go into sports media. And as a freshman, I was just like super young, super naive. I took my first journalism class and there was just a lot of stresses that went with it. I was an idiot. I, Monday through Friday class, 8 a.m. in the morning. Like, hello, Ooh. Yeah. And then welcome Mm. to college life. You join all the the groups and you want to go out with, you know, your new friends. It just like was not it was not a good mix or a good idea. So then after 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 I graduated in 2013, Mm -hmm. about probably a year earlier before that, my junior years, when I realized that, man, I think I made a mistake Mm -hmm. in. I should have just I should have just gone for it. But at that point it was kind of too late. I did my classes in reverse where I took mm-hmm. the the major courses or as much as I could my freshman and sophomore year. So that way in my head I'm like, oh I can just take my basic classes, junior, yeah. senior year and kind of just woo, coast. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and so then I graduated and I just was not I was not happy. I couldn't on top of the fact that I couldn't find a job. Mm-hmm. I really couldn't find something that I that I really loved yeah. using my degree so then it kind of took like four more years i I met uh this cute guy who's now my husband but more when years. I met him I and I had always over the After I graduated, I was always talking to people about, man, it would be so cool to be in media. Man, it would be so cool, Mm -hmm. you know, to work for a team, to work for, you know, some sort of sports media outlet. And when I met him, he was kind of like, I mean, literally, he told me, he was like, look, dude, like, shit or get off the pot. Like, you have to stop talking about this. You either need to go for it or you need to be really realistic and just you got to find something else. Okay.
0: Shout out to Josh for putting a fire under your ass. That's what's up.
1: I know. I know. And now I'm like three years later. This guy. I'm like, it was cute when, I was like, it was cute when we were dating, but now, you know, I need something done. And so, what else? Oh, so then, you know, he, you know, I was like, all right, like, I'm going to, I'm going to try it. I'm going to apply For my master's, I went to North Texas, so I Mm -hmm. went ahead and I applied there for their journalism program. I'd heard really cool things about uh, the Mayborn School of Journalism, and so I applied, and I was so scared and super overwhelmed because there were so many requirements Mm -hmm. to even just apply to the program. And a lot of the undergraduate kids, if you were in communications or journalism, you already had the majority of, you know, maybe pieces written Mm -hmm. or, you know, all these essays and whatever, and I didn't have anything. And they were like, all right, you need to give us, you know, 15— you know, either articles or essays or papers, you know, that you've worked on in the past, you know, a couple of years. And I'm yeah. like, uh, what? Yeah. But, and that's what I feel like showed that I really, that I'm like, okay, like this is, this is for me because I, I was willing to do it. I was willing to do it. I was willing to do anything. Yeah. I also didn't know how I was going to pay for it. And in the, in the meantime of trying to, you know, sign all these, Documents and paperwork. There was one specific woman that worked there. It was funny because I started day one and she didn't work there anymore. But I mean, in the process of applying, getting all those articles done, I guess I had applied for a scholarship and I didn't realize that I applied for a scholarship. Wait. And so, and here we are a week before school, and I'm like, I'm not taking out loans. Like I didn't have any school debt. I wasn't planning on taking on anymore. Absolutely. And I was like, you know what? I'm not. I like if I. Like, I got to figure something out because if not, then I'm like, I can't go. Like I'm just going to drop out already. Like I can't go to school on Monday. And, I mean, literally a week before classes start, I get – a I get an email saying hey congratulations you are a Mayborn scholar at think like full ride scholarship for the whole year yeah. and I'm like what I'm like when did I even apply for this awesome. so I'm going back and checking all the forms and everything yeah. that like I've signed because I'm like this has to be a mistake yeah sure enough one of the forms that the woman handed over to me was a it was a scholarship application wow. form and so I was like all right like this is this is it. Lord. All right. Uh, I'm good. Like I'm going. She so, snuck
0: it under your nose. Right? And I was like, Hey,
1: I'll mean, I'll, I'll take money, especially if that means no college debt. Word. <laughs> and so, but yeah, the, one of my, I don't know if it was necessarily <clears throat> my favorite classes, but, um, I got to participate in it. Unfortunately it was my last semester that I did it and I, sh- I just didn't know about it until the very end was, uh, anchoring for North Texas television. And I loved it. It was, like super scary and you know, super nervous. And people who are familiar with it, I'm sure it wasn't as intense to them as it was to me, but I was very, very hard on myself. And, but it got me, it familiarized, I familiarized myself with like, you know, the camera, you know, Adobe Premiere, yeah. um, you know, what it was like really kind of being on, you know, on a set. They have an, an incredible set. Um, over there for for nttv and it was like you know you come in at a certain time put all your stories in the system make sure that you know everything spell check everything is correct that's going to roll through the teleprompter and bing bada bing bada boom then boom you're on the air it's just it's it's reality and that is, it's live television so if i'm not mistaken i don't know what channels it's on but i mean it is a real yeah. um I mean, it really does go on air. So this isn't us just playing around in a studio and then for a class later. Like, I mean, this is the real deal and it does air. It aired locally in Denton. And so I loved that. And um, I did have two classes that I had to get special permission to take. And luckily Mm -hmm. they gave them to me. Um, You know, they talk about when you want to be a reporter, they call you a one man band. So, I mean, you got to your day. I working at a television station, you go in, you're going to pitch your, you know, three stories, your producer or yeah. whomever director is going to pick out which one they like. Yeah. You go out, you get your interviews, you shoot, you film, you come back, you edit. And it's got to yeah. be ready for the show for the evening,
0: Yeah,
1: you know, the evening show or even the afternoon show. And that's what we did. And that class was so hard. Okay. But I and you were allowed to miss one. Uh, you were allowed to fail one video. Ooh, yeah. Like one day, you, they're like, you're allowed to fail one. Like You you can come in one day, and if it just doesn't work out, then yeah. you can get your one zero. Like, but that's yeah. all that you get. And I am so proud to say that I did not miss one video. That's what's up. I, I 100% pushed myself, and everyone comes in every day and gets assigned yeah. a different position. And yeah. then, the fir- then the second half sem- of the semester, you get to choose. And I knew I was signing up for something super tough, but I picked a reporter the last semester for every single week. And that's what people didn't want to pick. Cause it would, obviously it's the hardest, yep. but I'm like, you know, once again, that's how I knew that this was what I want to do because I'm like, I was willing. Yep. And I'm like, I have to learn because like I'm sitting first off in half this class with a bunch of undergrads yep. that are probably like four or five years, if not more, mm-hmm. you know, younger than myself, yeah. they are getting their bachelor's in journalism. Like okay. I'm coming in here. I mean, I remember the first, I sound ridiculous, but I remember the first day of class and, yeah. When she asked everybody to open up Adobe Premiere Mm -hmm. and I, in my mind, I, this makes me sound like an idiot, but whatever. I, a hundred percent, she was like, I thought she was trying to reference like a movie, like a premiere, like a movie premiere. Yeah. And the girl next to me, shout out Tate Owen. Mm -hmm. Um, was like, no, it's the, it's like the editing program, like open it up on your computer. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like these kids already know about this editing program. Like, what am I going to do? I felt like I was a hundred years old, you know? And I'm like, this is how the youth of America feel. (laughs) And I was like, when they look at me now, (laughs) you know? And I mean, luckily, I mean, I just pushed through it, worked really hard. And I was like, definitely those, the advanced broadcast course I loved. And then working with North Texas television, like that was, that was definitely my favorite part about um, about doing, working on my master's. Nice.
0: That's what's up. Yeah, um, I'm proud of you for as far as you've gotten, you know, with knowing all that and being very advantageous and stepping out and saying, you know what? I don't know much about this editing stuff, but I'm going to figure it out. I'm, I have never done a report, but I'm going to jump into it. And do it. That does say a lot about your character, and I can see it when we're working in events because, yeah, you know, you really put your... But out there, and you,
1: YouTube was definitely my best friend, and even like working Good. here, working across the I was interned with um, like Dennis and Kalishaw, and over there with uh, with Matt and Jean Jacques, and I was so straight, like, I. Honestly, I 100% will admit now, and they will probably agree, whatever, but I 100%, I feel like I was useless. Like, I would go in, and I would listen. I yeah. would totally listen into what they were saying, yeah. just trying to absorb everything, because I knew nothing about, like, this industry. Yeah. And I knew a little bit, obviously, about what they were talking about. Like, I'm like, I see the same headlines that you guys are seeing every day about sports. Like, I get it. Yeah. But I'm, I'm just like... I was sitting. I was like terrified, sitting here thinking, "What if I give my opinion, and what if it's not right, or what if I give my opinion and they laugh at me?" But I'm like, "That's what the, all the shows are about." Yep. Is these yep. guys giving their opinion, and people either loving it or hating it? Absolutely. You know, so it was definitely it was a great experience. I learned a lot. Looking back, I wish I would have taken the initiative to to do more. But mm-hmm. hindsight's always twenty twenty.
0: It's all good. Yeah, you got a good you got a great bright future going ahead as do I you know because yes we do you got to give yourself credit at times too whenever you put forth all that work because like you you know I put forth a lot of work as well you know and yeah when I went for my bachelor's you have to you have to put yourself out there like that you have to be able to say I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do that because I want to be this person I want to make it and uh for anyone listening to this right now my goal has always been and will always be, since I didn't say it earlier, is to be the next number one radio show host in America. That's always been the goal. It's been my number one deal. Just like you're going to be an NFL sideline reporter. It's going to happen. And when we do make it, you know, we're trying to share this wealth of knowledge to other people who, at the time when we are successful in our careers, who have these same ambitions, who have these same aspirations to go for because, That's just why we're doing it. We do it because it's what we want for ourselves. It intrigues us. It gives us purpose. It gives us happiness to want to strive for something that we truly are passionate about. I'm glad for it. I appreciate it very much. But I think that has been a a great deal of information from us on this amazing podcast, which is still the Nameless show, which I thought it was pretty cool. Because it gives you a nice little background into what uh, me and uh, who we have uh, to say about this thing. So I guess on that note, Nicole, we are going to take our podcast right here at this point and say our closing statements. What is it that what was today like for you in the motivational sense of where you're going in the future?
1: Well, like how we talked about earlier, yeah. just thinking about, cause when I get super, super just dis, like discouraged, even yesterday, yeah. I was like, as usual, I feel like feeling always like yeah. super discouraged. And sometimes when I feel that way, I sit there instead of like working to get myself out of that. Like, yeah. it's about like renewing your mind, like changing your thought processes. Uh-huh. And then it made me think about like all the people that have helped us and supported us, you know, i Along the way, yeah, you know, so definitely shout out to my husband, who's always who's always been there, who's always pushed me even when I didn't want to be pushed mm-hmm. and who's always been there and loved and supported me. And Tate Owen, who um, is an incredible friend of mine and who taught me about Adobe Premiere.
0: Sweet. I think my couple little shout outs I have too many, but I'm definitely going to give the ones that I know that are very important to me. Uh, I'd like to really give a good shout out to my good friend, Jesse Armfield, who really hooked it up. I mean, we stayed friends even after it didn't work, and I'm still glad that we are friends. To my great Mr. Frank Daldo, you are a very good uh motivator. You are a great mentor. Brandi Williams, absolutely amazing lady. She was 100% on point. To Mr. Klukey, you, my good man, <laughs> are the best to have ever done it. And to Christine Johnson, you are truly the best thing walking in the television industry. Thank you for the good WWE knowledge that you brought and for all of the good things you did. I think that's it for me. Um, As far as um, futuristically, anyone listening to this right now, uh, never let anyone tell you that you can't be motivated for something. Never allow yourself to be Discouraged by other people who cannot do what you can. So, on that note, the nameless show has come to an end.